Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm going to start, uh, continue off where we left from with the Ari in Perek Bet of Chelek Aleph. The Rosh Ayon Shelakav, the head of this line, if you remember from last lesson, after the contraction, after the Tzimtzum, there's this line that comes from the end Sof into the empty space. So the head of this line the head of this line is actually touching the end sof and is drawn from the end sof, from the endless. But the end of this line, the bottom of this line, the end of it, doesn't touch the end sof because it's in the empty space that was created from the tzimtzum, from the contraction. Let's go to Ravashuk. So the head of the line is the first phase or the first stage of the development of the desire to receive. If you remember from a, a couple of classes ago, the first stage of the desire to receive is a little bit of desire to receive, but mostly still giving energy. And with each stage, the desire to receive develops more and more and becomes stronger. So the first stage of desire to receive is actually touching the end sof. It's the closest one to the endless. Because the first stage, which is the head of this line, is the closest to the endless. Meaning to the emanator. And that's why it's, it's thought as if it's touching it. Now remember... We're not talking about physical being close and touching. <clears throat> Sorry. Not talking about physical being close and touching. Whenever we say that something is close in spirituality, we mean that it's very similar in form. So the first stage is considered so similar in form to the endless that it's touching, but it's not quite the same thing because it has a little bit of a change with a, a bit of desire to receive that's developed in it. If you're getting confused now, I encourage you to go back to the class where we talk about the four phases of desire and watch it again. So why is it considered touching it? Like we just said, the difference in form between phase one and the endless is not so big that you really, that you really see them as apart. For example... Again, this is just a physical example to help us understand. This would be phase four, phase three, phase two, phase one. If I could somehow merge these books together, that would be an exact same form. The end of the line, the bottom that's not touching the endless, is talking about the fourth phase of desire. That's the biggest desire to receive. It's farther and lower than all of them. Now remember, this is only the case after the tzimtzum, after the contraction. Before the tzimtzum, all of the vessels, all of the stages were 100% filled with endless light. There was no difference between any of them. After the tzimtzum, after the contraction, that is when we start to see the difference because the light can no longer come in full force. There's not the the vessel tried to minimize its desire, tried to cut off its 
fourth phase of desire. So the light can only come in a small line now. And that's why the fourth phase, because it's cut off, it's not, it's not receiving like it used to, is considered farther away and below the other three phases. It doesn't receive the light and it's not touching the endless, it's separated from it. Because the biggest desire to receive is also the biggest change in form from the endless, which is the ultimate, ultimate giving form. Okay. So back to the Ari now. Through this line that we created, the endless light is drawn and spreads down, down the line into the empty space. And in this empty space, he, it's a, and it uses the word he, meaning because it's talking about the emanator. It's not saying that it just happened because the emanator did it with intention. He formed, sorry, he emanated, he created, he formed, and then he made all of the worlds. Why specifically that wording? So the Ari specifically used those four words, Rav Ashlag is saying, to talk, because he's talking to us about the, actual, the, four, the four spiritual worlds. There's the world of emanation, the world of creation, the world of formation, and the world of action. And these four spiritual worlds encompass all of the other spiritual worlds. And it says, and Ravashag is telling us that the number of specific levels within each of the within each of the spiritual worlds, there's no number to them. They're endless. And these four worlds are drawn from the four phases of desire. The world of emanation comes from phase one, smallest desire to receive, biggest giving force. From the second phase of desire comes the world of creation. From the third phase of desire comes the world of formation. And from the fourth phase of desire comes the world of action. Back to the Ari. So before these four worlds, there was just the endless, like we said in the beginning. Him and his name were one. Rav Ashlag will remind us what exactly that means. Even the angels that are closer to the endless than we are don't have any understanding of the endless light, of the Oren Sof. There is no intelligent life or intelligent being that was created that could possibly understand the endless light. Because there's no space, there's, it doesn't take up space, it doesn't, there's no borders to it, and it doesn't have a name. We just call it the endless because that's all we know about it, but it doesn't really have a name. 
So, back to Ravashlag. שנקראים אצילות בריאה יצרה עשייה, כנ"ל, אשר הם הכוללים כל העמות כולם, so these four worlds that we just talked about, that encompass all of the other worlds, הנה קודם כל אלה, דהיינו מטרם הצמצום, before all these worlds, before the צמצום, before the contraction, לא היו דלת בחינות אלא אלו נבחנות בזו למעלה מזו. The four phases were not separated one from another, you, you couldn't see the difference. אלא בסוד האחדות הפשוטה, everything was in simple unity, and if any of these terms are escaping you, I encourage you, go back and watch any of the lessons as many times as you want. I had to go over this probably dozens of times before I remembered it well enough to teach. So, everything was in simple unity, meaning everything was so fulfilled that it all looked the same. When everything is 100% fulfilled, everything is perfect, there is no difference anywhere. בלי שום הבדל בין המדרגות ובין אור לכלי, there was no difference between levels or between light and vessel, אלא בסוד הוא ושמו אחד, everything was he and his name are one. What is he and his name are one? הוא מורה על האור העליון, he is talking about the upper light, ושמו מורה על בחינת הרצון לקבל הנמצא בהכרח שם. And his name is talking about the desire, to, the desire to receive that must be found there. Now why must the desire to receive be found in the upper light? We've been saying this whole, all these lessons that the upper light is this ultimate giving force. So why does it need a desire to receive? Everything that was created from the light has its source in the light. So... To backtrack a little bit, let's go through the process of everything so far. We have the essence of the Creator, which we understand absolutely nothing about. We have the endless light, which is the light that came from the essence of the Creator. We have the contraction, the creation of this empty space. Then within this empty space, we have a line that comes from the endless light. and creates all of the worlds, everything that was emanated, created, formed, or made. That's what happens inside the empty space. That's where we are. So, everything came from the endless light. If the vessel or the things that were created have a desire to receive, they must have gotten it from somewhere. There is nothing new under the sun. So, the desire to receive must be found in the endless light. It is just not revealed yet. And that's what him and his name are, are one means. If you're looking for a deeper explanation or a more detailed or longer explanation, again, please watch one of the previous videos. Klomal, atala achash nevrolamot. So now Rav Ashtag is going to address this whole idea of the angels not being able to understand the endless light. So now that the worlds have been created, Even the angels that were created on a higher spiritual level, they're closer to the endless light, no understanding of the endless. You know, there's a lot of times there's this misconception that these that angels are like, I mean, we're all an extension of, Of God or the Creator in some extent but there's this there's this misconception that angels are somehow on the same level and they're like God's buddies 
This is not the case. Angels are creations just like us. They're just, they just come from a different world. They come from a different one of the spiritual worlds, but they don't come direct. It's not like they're beings from the endless. It's not, that's not how it works. So just like we were, we're created in this empty space, so were the angels. And because of that, since they're emanated things, they're not the emanator, they have no understanding of the endless because nothing created can possibly understand the endless. When there is a name, so why can't they understand it? Because there's no name. So if there is a name to the endless, it's about him and his name are one. And in that, the only aspect of the endless light that has a name is that it, he and his name are one. The light and the desire to receive are together. And in that state, nothing, no space, no vessel, no separation at all could possibly be recognized. Everything is full, everything is perfect. No created intelligence, Rav Ashlag says, could possibly understand it, could possibly grasp what truly the endless light is. You cannot grasp, the, no created thing can truly grasp what it means to have light without a vessel. Our entire existence is based on this idea of there's light, there's a vessel, and the way we can, the way we continue to exist is that the vessel receives all of the light, some of the light, something like that. We cannot possibly imagine a situation where there's light with no vessel. How do we see that in our daily lives? We need to eat. We need to sleep. We need to be loved. We need to have friends. All these things we need to receive in order to exist. A person can't go on existing in complete isolation from everything. Even if they think they're in isolation, they're breathing, right? They're receiving something. Our existence is based on the idea that we have to receive something to continue to exist. And to truly understand what it means to have light without a vessel, to have all this sustenance and all this good and giving without anywhere to put it is beyond our imagination, beyond our understanding. So even the angels can't understand the endless light. And with that, we have finished the second chapter of part one, and we finished part one as well. I just want to thank you all for joining me on this journey through uh, the, our learning of the Esos Filots. Have a wonderful day. Mm-hmm.